The following is a conversation with Professor Chen Zaifang, an associate professor at the National Yangming Jiao Tong University School of Law. Professor Chen's areas of expertise include international economic law, international investment law, international commercial arbitration, and IP contracts and licensing. In this episode, we talked about digital learning tools in this new era of online learning. I hope you enjoy. Zaifang Laoshi, thank you for joining us today. I thought we would talk about the tools you use for online learning, online classes. Great. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, uh, as you know that uh, we have been using online tools for remote teaching. Uh, we have been very fortunate that at the beginning, uh, for the most part of 2020, we don't really need to do it. I mean, completely remotely, but but uh, we have been trying to use online uh, teaching for years. Uh, but uh, like during uh, the last few months, it has been very serious for us, uh, the situations in Taiwan. So we have to, uh, to use... Uh, remote hearing for the whole class. Mm. Uh, and uh, of course, we have been experienced seeing some of the, uh, the, the problems of the difficulties for teaching. Uh, um, but I, I also found some uh, silver linings. So I, I actually found out that some of the, uh, the materials are actually uh, maybe better if we teach it online. Uh, virtually, uh, so for example, like uh, like contract law, the U.S. contract law, we teach it uh, in English, and we try to use Socratic method, mm. uh, questioning and answering style. So in, in that class, students they have to read classes. Uh, I mean, they have to read cases beforehand, and uh, during the course, there's no lecture. This question and answers. In the past, I, I tried to do it. Uh, I mean, I mean, of course, it, not, in the past we we, we did it uh, physically in the classroom. Uh, but as you know, that uh, Taiwanese students, they English is not their um, main language, and uh, it could be uh, uh, difficult for them to articulate. And uh, so, I mean. Our students, they have no problems in English, but they have some, sometimes they are hesitant to raise their hands. And uh, so my past experiences showed me that uh, in a physical classroom, maybe only just a few students would very actively participate in a class, the discussion. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I don't know whether that's your experience too. Definitely my experience. Yes. Right. So, so if I, I uh, in the past in, in a physical classrooms, that there will be only just a, a small portion of students who would participate, and that is not something I want. So I have to like call students out. But uh, uh, I'm sure that you feel that some of the students they don't really like to be called out. Right. Right, and yes. it, it sometimes it's uh, quite. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, sometimes it, they may not react very positively 
if they cannot answer the questions. Right. So, so not a too good experiences. I think for cultural reasons, and uh, so I would just do like uh, I try to do it like rent, like a, a certain order based on the locate uh, the the seat. So students can expect that they are going to answer the questions. But that that's something I I try to do to to uh, accommodate the habits of students here. Uh, but uh, that's that's not that's good, but not optimal. But I realize that when I doing this class online, everyone is online, and the students are much. They feel much easier in a way, so they don't have to like uh, raise their hands. They don't have to decide: Am I going to answer this question or not? It become more naturally because they just they just speak. Uh, they don't have to raise their hands. They, I, I I encourage everyone just to just answer the questions, and I've, I I found out that students. Our students are—they um, are much. They feel much at ease to talk about things online. That's what I found. Is this for a synchronous class, like you're using WebEx or a tool like? So, um, not like pre-recorded, of course, or discussion right. board. So in real time. Still. In real time, we we use WebEx, and uh, uh, of course that they are they they already. Uh, they are already used to WebEx. That's another thing. So after they are used to WebEx, and after I encourage encourage them to participate, and their response has been much more uh, positive c- compared to uh, physical class. So almost everyone, especially in our class, we we uh, we have a lot of part time students who who work during the days and they they join the night. The class. I mean, maybe they just uh, select this course. Uh, and uh, you, in the past, usually they don't speak a lot. But for this, for my country law, these semesters, and they everyone participated quite actively. So, so that is something I found out that is quite, uh, quite. I, I was quite surprised. I thought that. Uh, the WebEx is not going to be as good as the physical classrooms, but I found out at this particular issue point, the participation is actually very good. I, I would I would just uh, imagine it will it is because a student says to sit at home and they don't feel like they are being at the classroom. If he raises his hands, there's no. I mean, in a classroom, if you raise your hands, everybody may just look at you. And it is much more nerve wracking. But in a in, in a online classroom, they sit at their own desk. They just speak. They don't have to uh, care about others looking at this particular person. So I think it feels good. But I also find out that uh, uh, another positive thing is about online teaching uh, for my country law course would be that uh, because I can much better to control the screens I'm going to show to the students. So everyone, just, uh, if, if they, uh, when they just, uh, uh, when they were in a class remotely, they look at their screens, then I can control. I hope, hopefully, 
their their screens. Right. So so I've been thinking about the the tools I'm going I I I use to show the screens. And so before in a physical classrooms when teach uh, control law, I didn't use slides because it's uh, a slides is more linear ways. Mm. It is much more difficult when using slides to to move between different topics and because questions may lead to uh, unexpected answers, which will lead to another questions that may not be what I anticipated when preparing for the slides. So when teach. Uh, country law. I don't use slides, so everyone just look at me or their textbook, the the case books. But when it is online, I realize I could use some of the tools. Uh, so just by the way, uh, when f- for other courses, when use uh, keynotes, uh, the the slides uh, software, mm. it it. It is also very good uh, because I could. Uh, uh, I, my setup is that I use an iPad and connecting to a desktop computer, and I can annotate on the slides. Uh, I realized I can do that in a physical classroom as well, but uh, I, I didn't do that. I started to do it uh, for my online classes, and that is something very good. But but I didn't use uh, PowerPoints for country law classes. I use there's, there's an app I use uh, called Muse mm. uh, Muse M U S C. That is a, a app for iPad, which I find a very very useful for this type of uh, lectures or, or courses. Uh, a Muse app is is something that takes uh, is an app that takes advantage. Of the uh, of the iPad very well. Uh, it it is something that you can you can handwrite and you can you can uh, import images, PDFs, and, and things like that. And it adopts a structure of nesting type of structures. So you can uh, it the uni I think they call it cards, and you have different cards, and inside the cards you can create. More cards, and it is a, a something like a nesting structure, like a folder. But you can control where the card is on the screen on the iPad. So it is a very good tool for thinking, for planning, mm. and uh, uh, it is good in that I can I can show the structures of the case. I can show the structures of the different elements of a contract on the iPad. So students can see from their screen which idea I'm talking about. Then I can go into any the details of any ideas. I can go inside because it's a nesting structure. Mm. So I can go inside of any particular idea. When I talk about consideration here, I go into a different cases within that concept. And students can see. They can see, for example, the tree structures which I draw, they can see uh, the expert excerpt of cases which I collected uh, from the case. So I, I don't I don't I don't need to sh- access students to like let's go to paragraph nineteen of the case. 
and it can just show on my iPad, and I can show a particular passages of the case or any other materials or or the provisions, the 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 restatement UCC something like that. Mm. I can change that very fluidly. So if it is a slide, I have to spend time to look for those materials. But I don't have to, I because I know where everything is. That is important for our students because, uh, because, because English is not their mother language. So when I if I just repeat something from the restatement, maybe they some of the students maybe they have difficulty to just grasp uh, the details. The, the the very uh, sometimes the, the interpretation of the, the the languages it can be very useful for some of the students to to look at that profession or look at a particular part of the the case and uh, and the app also provides some kind of uh, tools for useful for uh, online presentations they have they have the usual uh, things the, the annotation tools. But they also have something, uh, the highlight uh, that is temporary. So I can just show which part I'm going. I was talking about, and that highlight would, would go away just after a few seconds. So I'm trying to visualize this. You have your your monitor, your screen, and then maybe to the side you have your iPad that you're using to yes. kind of. Um, that's brilliant because sometimes I uh, will use my. Uh, maybe a second laptop um, to plug into um, the computer the through eCam I use. And I found that it it's helpful because uh, on the screen in front of you, you might have WebEx going, right? So you have all of that happening. And you kind of want something kind of independent from what's going on in WebEx. So you can control that, like for, for example, you through your iPad. I think that's that's brilliant, and I think that that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. It, yes. Thanks. And that's uh, that's another thing is that I, I uh, generally you we would uh, really appreciate if we, we have multiple screens when doing webex or, or Zoom teachings mm-hmm. because, like you said, that I need to I need to look at students, look at their responses, and mm-hmm. if they talk about something, I need to look at it then. It, if I have only one monitor, and, the, and especially if I'm using Keynote, the, the, the full screen of the Keynote would block everything else. Right. And I cannot see the students. I cannot see uh, the responses. I cannot see the chat. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's definitely a good idea to have multiple screens. And, and uh, because the... Uh, the iPad we can connect it to the Mac, the the desktop computer, and very easily. So yeah. that's something I do. So the slides or or the Muse app, I just put it on the on the iPad, and on the screen I will show uh, maybe the the, the WebEx and also the reading materials or some other materials I may want to use. I can uh, reference to uh, during the lecture. Mm. That's brilliant. I also, um, going back to what you were talking about at the beginning about uh, student kind of participation, uh, comparing the classroom to online and WebEx, I don't know what your experience is with discussion boards, like not 
um, in real time. So I will use kind of discussion boards where maybe I'll ask a question about a case, about the holding of a case, um, and then students will respond to my prompt. And then I'll require them to respond to other students' responses. And I create it so they, they can't see the other responses until they've made an initial post. And I've learned that um, students love that. Um, I was very surprised at the level of participation. Of course, they have to post the initial post as a requirement, but the follow-up posts, the, res- the responses to other student posts, I was very surprised at the amount of participation, the level of participation in the responses to those posts. Yeah, I I, I know uh, uh, you have been using that, and, and I really should... Uh, uh, adopted this as well. I know it is uh, very good. I, I didn't use it in this particular class. I, I tried to use it before, and even before this pandemic, and that is a physical class. And, and like you said, I found that is uh, very helpful. And uh, the students sometimes participate in those discussions uh, very actively. I think it's something about their... Uh, the the thing they do uh, daily they 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 comment mm. with each other on on uh, social media apps so they are very used to doing that kind of discussions and and I uh, I wasn't like that so so I was very surprised to see uh, the participations right but uh, but you mentioned that you you have this uh, design that uh, and that students cannot see the other uh, students' response before they post. I think that's a very good thing. I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. Another thing I um, like about your approach is you're, you made a distinction kind of between the PowerPoint and this Muse app that you're using. And PowerPoint's kind of being very linear, um, but this app seems like it's more, uh, you can take things in different directions as necessary according to what's happening in the classroom. I think that's, that's also brilliant. That's something I'm going to try to use more. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I always feel that I'm a little bit restricted when I'm using uh, PowerPoint slides or, or keynote slides. Uh, it, it, it is good for lecture style. So I, uh, before I, I experimented with, in my another class, I tried to use... Uh, I try to use uh, my map app. Uh, my map app also does that, so I can the students have a good ideas about the structures of the particular uh, topic for the day, and and I can go into the de- details of each. I mean, it de- depends on the need, but the response is mixed when I try to use my map. Some students just have difficulty to to understand the structure, so make make some of the students more confused mm-hmm. with my uh, utilization of my maps. Some of the students very uh, they love it, uh, but not all students. So maybe I thought that was because my map apps they are still a little bit too uh, limited. 
I'm not free enough to show uh, the ideas, and also I cannot write uh, handwriting on them. I think uh, I don't know any mind maps. I can just handwriting on any parts that I want, right? Uh, uh, but the iPad app, I was uh, the Muse app. They can I can just handwriting on, on any part of the screen. So uh, and it, and also something that interesting is that if I if I put a PDF like a case on the iPad, I can I can uh, take part of the part of the the case and 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 everyone just look at that part. But with a touch, I can go back to the original doc- document. So that also helps the students to know where it is. Mm. Is there some way? Well, I guess WebEx will be recording. Everything right, so they yes. can kind of go back and see where the highlight was and that sort of thing, right? Right, and also uh, Muse can like can that can be exported uh, in a PDF format. So students, I, I didn't give it to them because I want them to focus. But if I want, I can give it to them afterwards, and they can look at the the, the boards which I was I've been drawing or things like that. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, is there anything else you're using that's fun in the right? You know, and I, I also learned from you, uh, actually, the Kahoot, mm. uh, the the game we can use. So I tried to use it during a class, not every class, because it takes a lot of time to right. to prepare for the quiz. But but that's a fun exercise. Uh, so after after I uh, uh, so at the beginning of a class. Or at the end of class, uh, I try to do it at the beginning, and and I I prepare the quiz. The students participated in it, and I think it's it's been very good. They can they they will have a better ideas about how much they have learned. Students ask him at the end of the game. Students ask for more. So they hope they can have more games like that. So I think I find that also very useful. Yeah, I found that I usually use it at the beginning of the class. To kind of review what we did in the last class, right. so everybody can kind of start to remember. Okay, what did we do last week? You know, and then get kind of back in place, so we can then move forward. Right, and students like us. Uh, even I mentioned that students participated in the class very very well, but but I in the. In the Kahugan, I, I just real, realized some of the students they are more are relatively more uh, quiet, and they actually perform very well. So with that, I can encourage them to talk more, and that's also very helpful because I think that builds confidence. Mm. I think there's also an element of uh, gamification. Right, right? Kahoot can um, you're competing. Yeah, and you need to answer fast, you know. And at the end, it'll show you who's winning, and you know it's it's a fun game. But I think that there's also that piece uh, to motivate students as well, right? And I know which particular concept very little students can answer correctly, so I know I need to like emphasize this mm-hmm. part. Also, a very good tool, analytical tool for me yeah. as a teacher. Mm. Maybe we'll we'll end here. Yeah. Thanks, Taifan Lao. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this conversation with Professor Chen Zaifang. We look forward to seeing you next time.